I was. I, There'll be another one. I got. I got. <laughs> there was. Katie had a pool party in Walnut Creek, and I was gonna leave, and I just. I got. I was. I was too. Oh drunk. shit! Well, if you went to a pool party, I would have stayed at the pool party too. <laughs> shit! It was hot, and I'm in. I'm in the water. Oh was, yeah. Okay, I get it. No. No, uh, no harm, no foul, dude. Okay, I'll, well, I've got pop food for you guys. Uh, that thank you so much. It's so wonderful to see you in person, and congratulations Ditto. on your amazing marriage. You have a relationship. Your hair looks great too. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, and we'll be back. We're here Next all the time. Uh, give give money to Mutiny Radio if you would uh, on our Venmo at Mutiny Radio, or even better, just go out and see a show seven nights a week. Like I said, Sunday, Barbary Coast, Danker Side of Comedy, six o'clock. Six o'clock here Monday at Station. Six o'clock tonight, OMG, 6th Street, two for one wells. Great deal, right? Wednesday, Mars Bar. Oh my God, so mm. much fun. I have 10 free drink tickets to give away. We have contests. We have so much fun. It's great. Seven o'clock down on 7th and Brandon. Friday, we're back here at six. And then Saturday at two, we're at Atlas. So check out our stuff and we'll see you later. And oh, and don't forget, uh, we'll be having the Sunday Streets Valencia uh, uh, Mutiny Radio. We'll be there doing rated PG comedy on uh, July 30th. July on Valencia. 30th on Valencia. We're going to have signage. We're going to be great. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things. It's going to be fun. You're the best. You're the breast. Okay. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good, ah, very good, legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready, crew. The festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, No Liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> But quick to the festival, all oh, sails ahead! Right. Pirate Saka. noises! Ambiance. You know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer! Oh, fucking oh, wow. Mark! You the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club, Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Peace come and come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining the best of the worst, Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at CobbsComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Yes, yes.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street, that Florida street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials for 9 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory. 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some shlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on, hold, hold on, what is it? Princeton. Then, oh, that's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. <laughs> comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores, 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> 
comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours, hour long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the park lit in front of Atlas Cafe for Speedrons of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comic. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. Everybody, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm in .sf. We're here for the happy hour, yay! The happiest hour of two hours ish of comedy every Friday at six o'clock. And we've got comedians from everywhere. They're gonna do jokes, and it's gonna be fun. And we all love stage time, and it's great. And uh, thanks for donating, everybody. Mutiny Radio at Venmo. Thanks for giving us money, helping us stay alive. Yay! So that we can help you, help us. 
cool. Oh, the sounds of, I love, there is like a little bit of sour cream on your cheek, and I've just never, okay. It's cute. You know, that's the thing is errant food on a young man, so cute. On an old dude, gross. <laughs> right? If you see an old man with like sour cream on the bottom of his lip, you want to vomit. But if you see it on like Peter Struckmeyer, you're like, oh yeah, baby doll. I just opened by, but it, ah, I should have turned your mic up for that. You guys can guess the punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Yay! <laughs> How's it going, guys? What's up? All right, we're rocking it here today. How we doing? How we doing? Woo! Cool, cool. What do we got here today? I see. Brady Pearson. Tim T I know everybody's name in the entire crowd. This is exciting for me. So it's good. My, my mulleted friend right there. That haircut, by the way, that is an insult to the bald man right there. To waste precious resources like that? That is not fucking right, man. More like child molester in the front, child molester in the back. Child molester on his upper lip. Actually, I don't think people should suspect uh, Connor. No, no, parents should ha not have a problem with him because it's like, no child molester is going to dress that on the nose, you know? Honey, why did you let that guy take our kid camping? I don't know, just, you saw the haircut, fanny pack full of lollipops, a little on the nose. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make fun of my friend a little bit um, before I started. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I am. It sucks being bald, man. I had to this kind of suck. People ask me, people were asking me all after the Oscars about my opinion just because I'm a member of the bald community. Uh, I don't really have any strong feelings about it, but I, I really did enjoy being in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in the civil rights struggle. That was fun. If I ever see her, I can be like, fight the power. That's pretty cool. People, my friends are like, that's different, man. She's got alopecia. That's different. And I'm like, how's it different how you got here, okay? We're at the same spot. We wound up in the same place. That'd be like if you're missing a foot. You saw another guy who was missing a foot. And you're like, hey, I know how it is, brother. He's like, yeah, diabetes. And you're like, no, train accident. And he's like, I guess you don't know how it is then, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you guys ever notice how people are, so many people are like uh, almost proud of not being able to do math? They'll be like, oh, 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 oh you know me. and Don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one ever does that for other disciplines. You know, no one ever goes, oh, you know me, I'm reading. Don't make me read. I can't read. I can't read, you guys. Trying to date responsibly. Bought some condoms the other day. Got some magnums. Yeah, I got some, bought some mediums and some smalls, too. I base it on the size of the vagina myself. That's right. You've heard that one. Okay. I was, uh, I was, what I was trying to do is think of a, a, a another tag for it where I'd go, uh, uh, based on the size of the vagina, uh, I'm like a goldfish. I just grow the size of the tank. And the, uh, I like, I'm trying tank right now. But yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, <laughs> and then I was going to say, and then I was going to say, uh, and having sex, she's like, oh, you're so big. And I'm like, don't pin this on me. Uh, yeah. Or, or uh, oh, you're so big, and I'm like, 
Sorry you had to find out this way. No, it's not. I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it, you guys. I, don't know, I had a. I I did have a story that I wanted to tell about a, a another comic friend of mine. A guy, a guy you, might, you guys might know. He was over at my house in the backyard, and we were having uh, we we're having some drinks. Marcus Marcus Howard. He said we we're having some drinks. And Marcus, okay, let's just say, Mar you know, Marcus maybe sounds uh, a little whiter than he is. I don't know. Does that does that checking out with anybody? He sounds like Professor Frank from The Simpsons, Marcus. Okay? And he's out there in the backyard just dropping N-bombs in my neighborhood, right? Le left and right. And I got high fences, okay? So all I know is the neighbors just hear some dude who sounds white saying the N-word over and over again. And I'm like, Marcus, you want to fucking cool it a little bit, man? He's like, listen, man, that's, 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 that's our word. I'm allowed to say that word as much as I want. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can't take it away from you, but could you maybe blacken it up a little bit when you do it? <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. That's a funny new story. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, comedy is true. Your next comedian... It's the one with the mullet. I call him the jizz master. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Connor Lawsdale. <laughs> Yay. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah, jizz master. That's what the kids call me down at the school right there. It's reverse psychology. You know, you think it's too on the nose? That's I'm doing that on purpose. Get these, Get their guard down. So I can molest children. That's the joke. Okay, what are we doing? What else were you talking about, Dan? I wanted to retort. Yeah, okay, I, I guess that's all it was. I was just telling Dan about I do have a problem with road rage. And I realized that when I, I was in the car, I said this out loud to myself. <laughs> with zero hesitation or thought behind it, I said, I'm going to regret that decision for the rest of my life. And the decision was just to let someone go in front of me. I'll be on my deathbed. <laughs> come, come closer. I shouldn't have let that fucking Prius in. I should have known. It cost me 45 seconds. I don't. I don't have any tattoos. You got anyone here have tattoos? Pam's got a bunch of tattoos. I never got one. You know, I just never. I, I feel weird. I don't want to judge anyone else, but I, I'd feel weird about it. Like I, to me, it's kind of like you're just like, oh, this tattoo here, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And then this one here, this represents uh, how cool I want everyone to think I am. And th this one here, this represents that I'm a Jew. The Holocaust joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took you a second. I don't even like Holocaust jokes. In fact, I don't even like the Holocaust. If it was up to me, if I had a say in the matter, I would go. I would vote no Hulk, no Holocaust. If I, was, if I was back then, I would be like, hey, don't, don't do that to them. Bad. In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go back, I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? A lot of people talk about that. Dan loves talking about it. 
I thought that was a good idea, but then I thought, what if you go back in time, you kill Hitler, but what if there was another guy that was way more evil and way more efficient? No, he, he back in Hitler's time, more evil, more efficient, but he just got beat out by Hitler's charisma. You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but that then that guy takes over. You think you did a good thing, you come back to the future, zero Jews. Just n none at all. Best thing on TV is young Sheldon. <laughs> There's schmegma everywhere. But then we realized that uh, schmegma is this unlimited renewable resource. So it d turned out to be, I guess you got to weigh that one. We don't really know. Is that worth all the Jews, unlimited energy? Okay. There was one more. <laughs> I'm going to put a shirt on. You guys, ever, fellas, you ever come too fast? When you're jacking off? That's not, that's, that's a sad moment. I, I can't even satisfy myself. Oh. All right, guys, my name is Connor. Thank you very much. Connor Lonsdale, everyone. He's going to put a shirt on for his show. It's a hot day, and uh, I w I've always, I've, Someday we'll find out what's in that fanny pack. All right. I know what's in your next comedian's fanny pack. Oh, oh I was trying to make a weird, I don't know what that meant. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. It's a metaphor for my asshole. Hello, gentlemen. It's truly just gents and Pam here. Pam, you're like an honorary gay man. It's men and gay men here. Hi. Um, I really enjoy Latin man, Latin men, Latin, Latin man. Could you imagine that as a superhero? <laughs> Let's start that over. I really enjoy Latin men. Do we like the Latinos, Latinas, Latinxes? Yes, yes, I think they're very sexy. Uh, I hooked up with a older Latin man from Brazil um, when I was traveling a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he comes back to my hotel room, we have sex. He leaves, he does not spend the night, but he FaceTimes me the next morning, and he's like, I miss your smell. I was like, you miss my smell? Like, the fuck is wrong with my armpits? So here I am trying to assess all the pheromones that I'm apparently giving off. Then I learned, or then I realized, there was a Chipotle burrito bowl next to my bed. So this motherfucker <laughs> thinks that uh, my pheromones are like barbacoa and extra guac. And this happened a couple of weeks ago. This guy has still not taken a fucking hint that I am not going to date him. So every morning, he'll send me a good morning, how did you sleep message. And each day I reply with, pretty good, great, yeah. Slept well, and nothing happens until the next day. And then we repeat the cycle over again. Pretty good. Yeah, slept well. This morning, though, I'm going to read from my phone for this uh, because I have no new material. Um, he messaged me this morning a childhood fable, 
Anyone get one of those slide into your DMs? No, just me. So I woke up this morning to a message that's this long. Let's look at my phone here for a second. They spent a day and a night on a small farm belonging to a very poor family. When they returned from the trip, the father asked his son, how was the trip? Very good, daddy. And at this point, I saw the word daddy, and I thought this story was going to go in a different direction. Do you understand the difference between wealth and poverty? Yes. And what did you learn? Asked the father. The son replied, I saw that we have a dog at home. They have four. We have a swimming pool that reaches the middle of the garden. They have a stream that has no end. We have a covered and lit porch. They have an entire forest. At the end of the answer, the father was open-mouthed. What, was he going to blow someone? Without reaction. And the little boy, hugging his father tightly, added, Thank you, Dad, for showing me how poor we are. This little boy may have taught his father the greatest lesson. It all depends on the way you look at things. The things that really matter are priceless. If you have love, friends, family, health, a good mood, and a positive attitude towards life, you have it all. If you are poor in spirit, you have nothing. Yeah, that slid into my DMs this morning. Being gay is wild, y'all. I get motherfucking childhood fables in my DMs from strange Latin men that I hook up with. I'm leaving you there. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Uh, give it up for whoever's next, for Pam, for Yay. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yeah, I had to start dating young Latinos because I was tired of young white guys calling me mommy. All right, your next comedian. He's big daddy in the room. Put your hands together for Tim Taylor. Yeah, daddy, daddy. Great to see everybody. My name's Tim Taylor. I uh, love the warm weather and celebration and anticipation of it. I actually shaved all my pubic hair. Just shaved it all off. And challenges, I actually have put on weight over the pandemic. And so I had this little pouch here. And so, yeah. And so, like, when I look down, I see the jowly chin of Mitch McConnell looking at me. Like, I look down at my pubis, and it's just... Oh, I've gotten more votes from the great people of Kentucky than any other senator in history. Somehow my pubis is, uh, hates all people but has an Asian fetish. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's slowly growing back, so my pubes are kind of wispy. It looks like uh, that uh, poison uh, trickster in that movie, The Princess Bride. Inconceivable! Uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day without a shirt on, and I noticed I have a before body for sure, right? <laughs> a before body. But I have after hair. Oh, yeah. You know how guys, like, are really buff? They, like, stretch. All I just do this shit when I'm thinking. Like, I just throw my hair around. That's a, When I say no, I go like this, No. Oh boy, but I, yeah, I'm working on my dating life. I uh, I considered becoming a sugar daddy. Anybody? Any sugar? Are you a sugar daddy? You are not. No, good good call. You ever thought about being a sugar daddy? That neither do I. So I'm like a fake sugar daddy. I'm like a stevia daddy, or like a sweet and low daddy. There's just there's something about asking, telling a woman I'm going to spoil her by taking her to the Nordstrom Rack Cafe. It just doesn't hit. <laughs> The Bed Bath & Beyond Bistro. 
the target trattoria. Like, it's just I'm not attracting the right kind of women in my life. I see that, and I'm not off book either, which is... Um, do you know the thing is, I, I have put on weight mostly because I eat my pain, and um, it's because my mom's love language was volume. She just yelled all the time at me, you know what I'm saying? It's just like I'd come home upset from work, and she would, s or upset from work. As a child, I could come home upset from assembling iPhones. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but it was probably funnier than the actual punchline. And it's like, you know, I, I didn't feel included in my own home. I felt excluded. But I'm actually into inclusion. Actually, Peter mentioned earlier about la Latinos, Latinas. There's that, that saying Latinx. You guys heard that? I'm like, oh, my God, there's like a, a Latin X games? <laughs> Skateboarder jumping? Oh, God, that is, sorry, that joke is borderline racist. Oh, come on. Oh, boy, thank you. So, uh, you know, I am sober. I've been sober for 11 years. Okay, thank you. From crystal meth, which never gets an applause. And crystal meth. Crystal meth is the <laughs> crystal meth is the Ringo star of drugs. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it has no, it has no thing. And and I, I did get my MBA. I got my Wharton MBA when I was high on crystal meth. MBA. I was mostly a boring asshole when I was in class. But uh, I'll leave you with this: that uh, you know the anybody watch the Grammys? No, of course not. It's getting out of date. Here's the thing: any fucking award show named after a nickname for a grandma is not going to work. Grammys! Yes! No! Thank you! I'm Tim Taylor! <laughs> Yay! Tim Taylor! Grammy. I guess I didn't... What did I call my grandma? Grandma. I don't know. Um, I'm old enough to be your next comedian's grandma. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands! Yay! Hey, what's up? I thought I was sixth. Oh, okay. I'm making do. What's up, everybody? Good energy. How are we? We're good. Good. Um, I've been thinking. I I I don't understand why or when we decided that the remedy to help people when they're going through a problem is food. People always buy them food, right? You know, if something bad happens to a family member, or like a loved one, it's always food. Doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone's ever been eating meatloaf and it's just like, God, this is so good. I almost forgot about my cancer diagnosis. Like that's never happened, right? It's never. Ha also, the audacity to think your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better, okay? Because it happened to me a few months ago. My mom, she broke her hip. And we were just flooded with food. It was like a goddamn potluck. But all it was was just a full compost bin because half that shit was inedible. All right? Keep the chicken casserole at home, Janet. You don't know how to season. No one wants it. It's bad. It's not good. And they always ask you, they always ask you the open-ended question. They always ask you, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. <laughs> right? Always the same fucking question. I want to take advantage of that question next time. Next time I get asked that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV. That's what would make me feel better. The new Obi-Wan show's coming out. I want to watch it in 4K. But the reason why people ask that question is because it gets their guilt off their chest, right? It's just really so they feel better. They don't really want to help. It's just so they feel better. They feel like they're making a difference. But I want to test it. 
Uh, how far are they willing to go? Next time I get asked, like, if there's any, anything, ever anything you need, don't hesitate to ask. I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin. That's what I want. They'll be like, oh, no, no, no. That was, I did, that's not really what I meant. I'll be like, no, no, no. You said what you wanted. It would make me feel better. Get on the line with the cartel, Janet, all right? Give them your casserole. Maybe they'll give you a discount. I don't know. That's all I got for that. I, um, what was I going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, you guys ever heard of the phrase toxic masculinity? You ever heard that phrase before? Yes, toxic masculinity. If you want to see it in real time, tell a man he has soft hands. Um, you'll see it up close and personal. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know what it is, it's when a man, he suppresses his insecurities and then, f and then asserts dominance over others by becoming, you know, arrogant or rude. I would love a little bit of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I would love just a little bit of it, right? I'm very insecure, just enough so I don't get anxious when I get a phone call, you know? I just want to feel a little more confident. I want to feel a little good. I would, I would use it for good. I wouldn't be an asshole about it, you know? I could take some from someone who's not doing any good, like a Brett Kavanaugh or like a Jake Paul. They're not using it for any good. I want it. I see it all the time, toxic masculinity. I see it. It blows my mind. I was at a party one time, and this guy walks in. He goes up to the first girl he sees, and he goes, you're hot. You're coming home with me. I could never do that in a million years. Never. One time I was in my car, and I saw a beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk, and I glanced up at her respectfully. I looked at her up and down, and then she made eye contact with me, and I audibly said, alone in my car, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. So bad. That's such a beta move. That's what it is. The only time I have a little bit of toxic masculinity is to myself. It's my inner dialogue. It's really what it is. Like if I'm at a restaurant, it'll be like yelling at myself, like, order quicker. The waitress thinks you're a pussy. Tell. I'll see my reflection on the street and be like, I could fucking kick that guy's ass. I could. And then I'm shadow boxing the air like a TL crackhead, you know? And then I lose to myself. That's how weak I am. I lose every time. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands, weak in muscles but strong in comedy. Yay. I'll take it. I don't know. I didn't. You always have, I don't know what your muscles look like. You were just talking about being weak and I was trying to be a good host. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm high. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dorian Trung. Yay. How's it going, everyone? Uh, I always thought uh, when people died from their addictions are like super cool. And then I realize it's not as cool when I tell people I'm killing myself with food. So I had to give that up. Um, I used to be 300 pounds and then I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. You know, I mean, I'm still fat, but you know, not fat enough for a child to stop me in the middle of the street to make an announcement. You know what I mean? You know, when a kid's like, Mom, look, he's fat. Which is always awkward, you know, when you uh, have to hit someone else's kid. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I'm a, I, have, I have what people call a, a dad bod, but I'm trying to get down to stepdad bod. I just want my body to be good enough, to, you know, to impress the single moms. But, like, messy enough so that her kids knew, know that, like, her mom, their mom could do better. But she can't. She can't. 
But I mean, who who am I joking? I mean, I can't do better either. Like, if I wanted to do better, I would have to be rich, and there's no way I could make that happen. I've admitted it. But a stepdad bot is not bad. You know, it's kind of like driving a used Corolla. You know, like it's you're always afraid that'll die on you, but you know, it's more reliable than you think. <laughs> I uh, I have a hard time dating. Um, I don't really have a face for Tinder. My my face is more suited for like blind dates and arranged marriages. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm like the guy that you match, you know, with your fourth favorite daughter, the lesbian of the family. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, uh, Tinder is is uh, is very interesting. You know, I feel as a man, it's way easier to catfish people online. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't even need to use uh filters or anything. I could just lie to them with words. You know, on Tinder I say crazy things like I'm a male feminist. You know what I mean? Like saying I'm a male feminist is like a woman telling guys like they don't care about money. Like almost everyone says it, but like none of us actually believe it. Uh, my friend tried to give me some dating advice. He said, uh, look, you just got to be more aggressive. Stop being such a beta bitch. I was like, dude, why'd you got to poke me in the chest so hard? <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I, 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 I'm not an alpha male, you know. You know, the ladies might see me and they think like, oh yeah, I could be, I'll be safe with him. But you know, who knows? I'm, I'm built like, uh, you know, one of those home security stickers that you put on the window. Like it might deter most, but if someone breaks in, you'll wish you had the real thing. You know. <laughs> what else I have here? Uh, I guess some dark ones would be good about now. I'm uh, I'm quite the hypocrite, you guys. I uh, I really want world peace, but I also really want there to be a drone strike on my neighbors. Because they keep playing the damn music, you know what I mean? Like, I think like unwanted music is probably like the worst thing you hear from your neighbor. I would almost say it's worse than hearing your neighbor beat their wife. Because a beating only lasts a couple of seconds, and after that, they go through what they call a honeymoon phase, which is. Honestly, honeymoon for everyone around them is great. <laughs> so quiet. All right, I think that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Trung, everyone. All right. Uh, I'm going to run around and, and do my time now because we're waiting for a couple people on the list. So, yay. After the misogynist drone strike, knock, knock, predator drone, don't answer your door, you're dead. There's a predator drone. Do you actually know anything about predator drones? That was dumb. These little flies are like predator drones right now. Who are they going to land on? How are you here? Are you, neither of you are comedians? You're just neighbors that are like, we want some comedy. Fuck yeah. Thank you for being here. This is very exciting. I feel like we're already friends. I can let you know that I, uh. My clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. <laughs> I'm not actually a comedian. I'm just single and not on any dating apps. And so just whenever I see a microphone, I'm like, hey, something could happen. How cute is your dad? How much do you hate your mom? Dang, that's right, I met your mom. She is cool. I'm just, I'm shopping to be a stepmom right now. <laughs> they, they say dress for the job you want and I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Thank you. Yeah, after this whole month of Women's History Month and being a strong, independent feminist is hard. <laughs> so 
want to be a dependent now. <laughs> I'm like, can you just? I just put feminism back 40 years, but I don't care. I still, I'm hoping someday there'll be some rich man in, in Walnut Creek listening to some strange podcast with his seven and nine-year-old there. And I don't know. I can dream. I just want I could just be a nanny, I suppose. <laughs> I don't then I wouldn't have to fuck him. Although maybe sometimes the nanny does. So I, I used to be a nanny. Um, and here's the thing. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, okay? Because the baby's here, and, like, I'm getting banged from behind. I'm making eye contact with the baby, right? And the baby can only see, like, 15 inches in front of its face anyway. And just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. It makes me a bad nanny. Cool. I used to do this. I used to nanny, and it was great. And... The best thing about it is you get like, it's like nanny 2.0, it's like this new workout program. Woo! So when you do in the, the baby cart, you like go up the hills and you keep a pace and you do this and then you change your arms so you can get the bye-bye arms when you wave and it goes bye-bye. And the best part is when your heart rate gets above a certain rate for 20 minutes, you start burning fat and I smoke and eat so much weed that I get high off my own. I get to the top of the hill with the baby and I'm like, Woo! We did it! Parents are here! Let's play on the playground! I don't even have to smoke. I'm just high. It's fun. Did you know that? When you okay. when you burn your... There's another... This is exciting. I'm not drinking tonight, um, but I do really enjoy drinking. And I want to hang out with a small child because I want to win the science fair. Uh, and it might not be the most appropriate thing, but it's basic chemistry. So sometimes in the morning... Uh, I throw up because I'm an alcoholic. And so I go to the, to the refrigerator and I drink a cup of cold water. Now, if I have a small child and I drink eight ounces of 38-degree water and then I vomit 22 minutes later and the child takes the temperature of the water, how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? We can have graphs. We can win the science fair. See, you remember basic science. See, yeah! No one ever gets that joke because they're all too dumb. Here's another joke I can never do. Uh, no one reads the Bible. Heathens here. Sodom and Gomorrah. Terrible people. No, it's fine. I, I mean, I, okay. I love reading the Bible, though. I like to mine it for feminist tropes. And there's, I've learned everything I know about feminism from the Bible. Two books, Esther and Ruth. Oh, I love this topical right now. Passover, Esther, the whole thing. How did Esther save the entire Jewish people? How did she do that? Was she clever? Good at sports? A great orator? Nay, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That was her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Far less Jewy. One last joke. Uh, I have a fetish for uncircumcised guys. Clearly, yeah, right, yeah. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Not lop off the tips of our baby's dicks. I mean, Jews do it fine. You got the covenant with Yahweh. He can do whatever he wants with those foreskins. Put them on his fingers. Eat them off like olives. Calamari on a salad. Yeah, we're thinking, yeah. So maybe you'll know where I'm going with this. I want to take an uncircumcised guy. I want to pull up his dick. Pull his foreskin up over his dick. Put a shot of Jameson in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey, and two, boys are gross, and you have to clean out all that schmegma. 
Yay! I'm your host back there, Pam Benjamin, trying to make you laugh. This is crazy. Brady, are you ready? All right. Fuck yeah. Uh, your jacket today is made. I do not doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. It is, uh, you are 100% a believer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Oh my God. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? You too. Hi. How are you two doing? Very excited to have you two here. I, I, I know Lauren. Lauren is the famed creator of um, Giraffe Corner, a multi-platinum famous little show on YouTube. We should all talk about that. But thank you two for being here. Now, does um, I have a question? Does anybody? Okay, do you see my shirt? It's, what does it say? Like I drag Stanford's eyes. Does anybody here speak homosexual? Because that's what that means. Is that not normal? Okay. Does anybody here speak heterosexual? Because I have some questions for you. If we, I just want us all to get along. Okay. So earlier today, we heard this comedian talk about being an alpha male. Are any, there any alpha males in this room? Keith? That doesn't count. She has more balls than all of us. So there's, so there's an alpha. Are, are you a beta then? We don't even know. Are you guys, are you straight? Can I ask? I mean, like, you're, both, you're straight, both of you? Oh, okay. Well, that, we'll see about that after the show. I mean, I can work on that. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking. Okay, so alpha and alpha and beta. So one is the more dominant. Is that what it is? Can you help me understand? Is that what it is, Keith? And so beta is more like a bitch, like something like you can put down the beta, right? Okay. So I just want you all to know that like we speak the same terms. I want to give you some gay speak today. We call that. Stay with me now top and bottom so right so now if you're a beta it means I can come and fuck you oh damn it that didn't come off as but I can still do it right I mean you're not as excited about that as I am okay all right that's fine started doing comedy a little later in life and uh, just turned 50 odd and it's really exciting I have to say that because what nothing thrills me more than having 30-year-old comics coming up to me and going, I was speaking like, oh my God, I just turned 30. 30. No one else has ever turned 30 before in their lives. They have no idea how it's done. There haven't been novels or written or even a shitty boomer show called 30 fucking something. You have a fucking rule book, you dumb cunts. I am so old that I have probably swallowed your siblings. Your dad was great. He really was, and you're welcome. I mean, you didn't want that inter-sibling rivalry, did you? No. I am doing service to God and the children. This is what I tell myself I'm sucking cock late at night. Speaking of sucking a lot of cock. So I've been sucking cock for so long, it begs the existential question of, like, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Like, I mean... The average cock is what, are you six? Maybe? A turn? Ah, <sighs> That's not going much anywhere, so. Oh, it is, and math is hard. I'm Barbie. Math is hard. And if it's hard, you know I love it. Um, <laughs> but I'm leaving you with a little song about the boys' camp that I really wish I'd gone to in Lake Putitinny, Wisconsin. It goes something like this. <coughs> camp Putitinny, actually. Oh, 
I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady. Yay, Brady Thurzan. And it's giving me to Sparkle Motion. Yay. Oh my God, you, you kind of look like an exploded pi pinata had a had a orgy. <laughs> That's what I would call that jacket. Exploded pinata orgy. Fun times, Brady Pearson. All right, it's a compliment. I love it. I would wear that in a second. Oh my God, with like some white stretch pants, dear God. I don't know. I just thought white stretch pants are like really white tight jeans. I think those would be fun. Because like pick up, there's the, anyway. Your next comedian comes to us uh, by way uh, from all over the world, actually, from Brooklyn and Portland and everything else. Put your hands together for Keith Hemingway. I wish I explored more places than New York and Portland because that's all. No, I, I've discovered uh, San Francisco and I've discovered L.A., I don't think I want to go back to LA. <laughs> LA is a different type of fear. It's like, do I want to get shanked in this corner or do I want to get pissed on in this corner? And apparently, I'm still here, so showers still exist, and um, I don't have no medical bills from LA. Yay! But LA is a nice town. I, I like I like San Francisco too. This town, y'all don't have leg day. You expected to have leg day because you have hills. But it's not about the leg day, it's about the toes. You guys are toe strong in this town because of all the shit you gotta step over, literally. Like, you have to treat every block like a Michael Jackson video. You just gotta doom, doom, doom. Get some on the back of your feet like, ah, come on. I, I can't really dance like Michael Jackson. I didn't practice. I wasn't one of those kids that was in, even though I think, no, I can't moonwalk. I, I wasn't one of those kids that can do that. But uh, I gotta be careful sometimes when I'm stepping over the shit because some of them come in a, a weird pattern and it could look like I'm crip walking and that would get me in a lot of trouble these days, man. I don't know, I can't do that out here. Come on in, lady, we have free comedy. I saw you smiling, you can't hide. Yeah, come on, nope, 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 nope. Dedication, come on. All right, two minutes, sit down. There you go, see? Come on, you can't give me two minutes? <laughs> I was trying to answer that in the most professional comedic way, but then I was like, mm. yeah, no. he made me forget like almost all my jokes when she said that shit too. It's all good. But you know what? Because it's, it's special because I'm all the way here from Brooklyn, New York. You know that? And I know you're looking like, damn, what made you come out here? And just for you, I'm going to let you know this right now. I'm on my white girl world tour right about now, you know? I'm out here, I'm teaching white women how to braid hair and fry chicken, you know. Because they, they say they want to get back to the black community. They say black lives matter, black lives matter. But they always still choose to swallow. And I'm just confused on that one. I was like, I thought we was here to procreate, not give you a protein shake. It's <laughs> now nah, I like white women. My, what? I got, I, I, like, I'm a connoisseur. I'm like a, a connoisseur of white women, so I like test around so I've had the ghetto I've had the races I have I've had the white mocha vodka mocha lot mocha vodka marijuana lattes you know some of them come with shrooms others come with coke you know no nobody had that type of white girl yet no which one are you the coke the coke or the shrooms <laughs> officer damn that's the first time I got confused for a cop <laughs> 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 even better undercover every 
people just look at me like, hey, what's up, man? Can I get some again? What? I don't even know you. What? Hold on. Let me go to the corner, man. Fuck. I be carrying my backpack around on me. My cops be looking at me. They, they, they look like they want to stop me every time. But anybody here plays Assassin's Creed? No, nobody knows what Assassin's Creed is. All right, Assassin's Creed is a video game. And there's certain parts of that video game you can walk into and you hide. So when I'm in, in San Francisco, if I'm not in, like, missionary, I'll run back to Tenderloin and I'll look like everybody else because they can't even tell. And if they shine a light on me too hard, I'll just back into a corner, take a shit. And they're like, yep, he's a San Franciscan. He's paid, he's paid his taxes. He's good. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's good. He's good. He's good. But uh, you know what? I like, like, I like that people don't uh, – what I don't like is that people don't get me mixed up with, like, a black celebrity. Like, I wish people would get me mixed up with Keith Sweat. But then I got to remember, I'm a comedian, and people like to be assholes towards me. So they're like, yeah, you can't be Keith Sweat because who's going to remember you? Nobody. And, you know, that's kind of fair if you know that song. You know that song? Oh, man, you a player in the bedroom, huh? You got you – uh-uh. No, don't blame it. Yeah, uh-huh. We, we, we all got that friend. Asking for a friend. Hey, what's that key song? A- asking for a friend, not me. I don't, I don't do I'm a good guy in the bedroom. Maybe just H-Town. Oh, see, even, look, 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 look. Just going, just, you know, as men, you know we just dig ourselves into China. It just, we just can't get out of that hole. I mean, we're men, though. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a reaction out of you. Okay, I know how to get you now. All right, so I know I'm running out of time a little bit, so I'm going to tell you guys now. We all can see that this comedy stuff is not working out for me, and that's okay. It's all right, because I already got my plan B in action. I already got it all down packed. After this, I'm going to be an exotic dancer, okay? And my stage name is going to be Chicken Strip. My theme song Stacy's mom, because I need a stepmom to buy me a PS5 nowadays. Them shit is expensive. All right, baby, my name is Keith Hemway. <laughs> keep your hands clapping for Keith Hemingway. And keep them clapping for your next comedian, everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello. How are you? The first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. And I hate that. I sometimes wonder if old precedes lady or white, because there's race also. So what comes first, the old lady or the, the chicken? I'm trying to think of the rest of it, shit. Oh, and there's also LOL which also stands for little old lady, or in my case, little old lesbian. <laughs> and an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of her life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? I don't know why I loved, I love that joke. I don't know, it's, it's not going anywhere, but I, I just love doing it. Okay. Why do we have to be afraid of God? Why is there fear? Why can't we, I mean, there's respect, yes, certainly. Honor, yes. But why do we have to be afraid of God? Because I think when you have fear in a relationship, it's just a recipe for disaster. Hear me out. (laughs) Thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
fear, right? Be afraid, mortal. Be very afraid. Shit. This is so new. This is so new. Um, I'm doing, thank you. Ah, uh, fuck. All right. Look at that. Sorry. I uh, know I'm 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 trying to remember and it's not coming back. So, um, I was on the bus the other day and there was this man that came in, and uh, or he was on the bus already and he had a rolling walker in front of him and he didn't have a mask. He had a long white gauze that he had looped around his ear and then wrapped around his nose and kind of over his head and his mouth was sticking out and he was just I don't know was like that. But he was sitting there, and his walker got away from him a couple of times, and we tried to bring it back. And uh, then this other guy gets on the bus, and he recognizes this old guy. And he says, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. And the old guy's like, I'm not dead. He says, I really did. I thought something had happened to you. He goes, no, I'm still here. He goes, give me your number. Give me your number. I, we can get together. Remember Ramon? We can get together with Ramon. And he's like, uh... And he's patting down, he's looking in his his wheel his walker thing, he's trying to find his number and he's like four and five, six four four, six four four. And we're we're like, Come on, come on, come on, get the get the number, get the number. And the guy's bus stop is the second guy's bus stop is coming up. And he's scrambling, he rips off a thing of paper from his grocery bag and he says he's starting to write that down and when the guy stops him in number, he drips off another piece of paper and says you call me. I'll give you my number. You call me. And he writes down the number, and he gets off, and the, and the, the old guy is standing there, sitting there, and he's saying, I, I remember him from, like, si I've known him for, like, 60 years. And we say, yes, we could see that. It was quite a reunion. And he says, um, I went to school with him. And we say, oh, isn't that a small world that you ran into him? And he goes, I never did like that guy. His sister was cute, but he's an asshole. <laughs> Thank you. I'll end on a tried and true joke because I, I owe you one. Um, let's pause for a brief moment and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time, this is the last time. You're wasting time, and I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut, at any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Lord Crowd, everyone! Hooray! We got all the time in the world for Lori Crowd. Hell yeah! All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton! Yay! <laughs> Hola. <laughs> um, I just came from the Giants game. That was really fun. They did. It's really, it's, it's an interesting game that I find exceptional, exceptionally fascinating. But really, when you think about it, it's just people 
hitting leather with wood and rolling around on the ground. So it's not, it's not complicated or anything. This isn't a joke. It's just I've had a nice day out in the sun. I'll have to pick that up later. It didn't land on the chair I wanted it to. <laughs> I'm Irish. Um, that's, that means that I'm uh, predispositioned to be uh, killed by feelings or suppression of those thereof. What's up, Hillary? I don't have anything interesting to say. What's your name? Chris, that's a shitty fucking name. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. That's, that's actually my brother's name. What's your name? Jeff. Jeff and Chris. You two together? <laughs> Jeff, I'm really sorry. Uh, Chris, I'm really sorry. Jeff just isn't in you like that, I guess. Sorry about that. You're not. Oh. Do you do you come in a bogo? A bogo? Can I get both of you for the price of one? I I always uh I always like the boho. Buy one get one half off. The boho. Anyway, I <laughs> I like uh I like bowling. I I, I don't really like tennis. Um I I am a big fan of sex and um, film noir, um, provided that there's not too much racism hidden within the subtext of film noir. Um, <laughs> this is basically me rewriting the Constitution of the United States. Thomas Jefferson would be so pissed off if he was like, I have to give this shit for brain the freedom of speech. <laughs> like, he's not using it for anything valuable. I feel like out of all, like, a lot of sports teams have names that, that are just unnecessary and don't make sense. Like, I don't think there's ever been a single pirate within the city of Pittsburgh. Not, not once. That, that would have been a... <laughs> am, I the only one, am I the only one who thinks that R&B singers in music videos um, are the only people who ever have to stand like this? I'm stuck, baby. Like, why don't you tell her instead of this room of awkwardly half-filled with furniture place that you may be moving out of, but you have no boxes, so I'm just a little confused. It seems to me that rappers in music videos don't walk like you and I do. Like, I walk like this. They walk like... With the shoulders going these degrees, and it's like... They also hold microphones much differently than comedians. They hold microphones like this. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because the chicken can go anywhere it fucking wants to. This is America. My brother actually dated a girl that, uh, <laughs> this fucking lady, she, uh, <laughs> I was going to say bitch, but that was, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> she was, she was a super liberal. She was all about animal rights. She lived in New York, and, uh, she took a, a class in college about, like, Chickens and slaughterhouses and procedures and whatnot. So she started a GoFundMe to save chickens from uh, New from California that were going to be slaughtered. And she literally raised enough money to charter a plane to fly all of the chickens across the United States to a chicken sanctuary. And I just always think to myself, 
uh, chickens aren't meant to fly, and that's why wow. they can't fly with wings. Uh, and you probably shouldn't put them in first class as well because they're chickens. Need I say more? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, as we wrap up this wonderful um, bonanza of unconnected weird thoughts that I've had today, I just want to say that I really love being a comic, and I love the city, and I love Chris and Jeff and Hillary and Lauren and Pam, and I just hope that everybody has a beautiful weekend with nice weather and happiness and friends. Good night, everyone. Yay! That was so sweet. Wishing us a happy weekend, and we're all friends. I know what your next comedian's going to be doing all weekend. She's going to be riding her bike up and down hills all over San Francisco and Marin County, the counties. Look at her ass. It looks great. <laughs> Put your hands together for Hillary Lannon. According to my girlfriends, they say I have an ass of a toddler because I have no hips. So, yeah, I, I they were saying that that was a compliment, but I don't think it was. So, okay, I'm sorry. I know I walked in when Dan was, like, asking you guys if you were an item, which I don't care about that. But are you comics or are you just regular people? You're, like, real human beings. Wow. So how did you end up here? Just saw the sign and... Uh-huh. Blame him. That's a good bet. So wait, how did you find out about this? Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Y are you just a, like, comedy fan, or do you have aspirations to do comedy? Oh, yeah. Me too. It's actually, like, sorry, this is not the set I was going to do at all, but um, it's... Do it. I just started doing stand-up at the beginning of the year, and it's really saved my life because... No, that's... A well... That's maybe not so dramatic, but I basically stopped drinking and stopped doing all the other things, except for weed. I mean, weed doesn't count. And occasionally mushrooms. That also doesn't count. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> this is San Francisco. But, um, but it's really great because you can go have an activity every single night and you don't have to drink at all. Like It's one of those things where you can laugh and have a great time and not drink. But as much as I like that, I really wish I was home with my vibrator. <laughs> but don't get the wrong idea, you perverts. I'm talking about my Theragun because I have, <laughs> I have been riding my bike up and down a lot of the hills in in the Bay Area, and it's very painful. And I realize that I need a boyfriend, um, or I guess I could have a girlfriend also. The only reason why I need one is because I really, it's very hard to get your hamstrings with a Theragun. So it's like, it's just not the same. I need somebody to do it to me. But I definitely am not bringing that Theragun anywhere near this part of my body. For those of you listening, um, audio only, I'm pointing to my crotch. Uh, because it's basically, okay, and I need help on this one. When, okay, when the boxers do that thing, I know it's called speed bag, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because that's basically what a Theragun, if you tried to use it like a regular vibrator on your clit, it would literally be like a boxer. But what is the right verb for that? Like, do are you speed bagging? Like, I <laughs> do you know? What I mean? Or you're speed bagging? That's the proper, like, like what? Like, if the boxer, if like the guy who trained Rocky was like, go over there and speed bag. Like, is that how the term goes? Do you? Okay, so it is speed bagging. Okay, so I'm not going to speed bag my clit with my Theragun because 
because that is very that sounds very painful and my crotch has already suffered enough from spending so much time on a bike seat which i think i've determined how the bike seat was invented um it definitely was a pervy victorian ornithologist i'm convinced because it's basically like you know this this like guy who is really into birds was so into birds that he's like i want to sit on their face but of course a bird beak like teabagging not speed bagging but teabagging a bird is not really like um you know most bird beaks are pretty small and i'm pretty sure the dodo probably had already gone extinct at this <laughs> point so he's like i'll make my own and stick it on a post and you know shove it up against my crotch and it's very uncomfortable so th <laughs> so they basically like it really the bicycle hasn't changed since it was originally invented. I mean, it started out as the um, as the uh, penny farthing. Do you know what that is? Yes, and th which is really come on. That's really just a unicycle with a training wheel. I mean, and then they switched it over to the the safety bike, which is what they call like the modern version of a bicycle because people would fall off of the penny farthing a lot, and when you're up five feet, you know that could cause some definite damage. But basically, technology really hasn't changed that much since then. The exception being that they have cut a hole in the middle of a bike seat so to alleviate the pressure on your soft tissue. But I think it sounds great in theory, but it doesn't really work. I mean, I don't even know what that hole is called. It's either like the Grendel Gap, the you know Perineum Passage, maybe like the Gooch Gully, I don't know, the Taint Travas. Anyway, but it's one of those things where in theory, it seems like it would be great, but I feel like unless you can actually stick your genitals, and I'm talking about for both guys and girls, right? Like, if, I mean, for me, if I would have to take off my bike shorts and, like, shove each of my labia lips <laughs> in there, <laughs> like, I'd have to, or it's basically like I'd be filing, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> and then, but for guys, I mean, you know, like, you'd have to stick your scrotum in there, and I just imagine it really is, like, teabagging would be like, because the hole goes like this, right? So anyway, um, yeah, and I'm definitely not going to start biking around naked in San Francisco because I reserve that for Burning Man only. So um, I'm definitely not. I think there's like those old dudes um, who walk around the Castro with their like penis and junk wrapped in a, like a little sequins cloth. But other than that, I think that nobody else should be sitting on their bike naked. So I, I don't know if that's all my time, but I could keep going. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, the whole reason why I started biking so much is because I'm doing the AIDS life cycle, which if you're familiar with that, it's a ride from San Francisco down to LA, and it's a total fucking scam because you have to pay, you have to pay $85 just to register for this, and then you have to raise $3,000. They call it a ticket to ride, like cute marketing slogan to try to trick people into thinking they've accomplished something. But basically, to for the honor of dragging your ass down the length of California and sleeping in a tent every night. And the whole reason why I really did this, I mean, yeah, curing AIDS is like a noble cause, blah, 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 whatever. But it's really because I have this ass that's, you know, I'm Asian, so my face is flat and my ass is even flatter. And so I'm biking to try to get a booty, but I don't know if it's working because basically the only way I'm getting a booty is when I put on those bike shorts and it looks like I'm wearing a poise pad that I took a dump in, which is not... That's not really the booty that I was looking for, but that's what I'm getting. So anyway, okay, that's it for me. <laughs> Thank you. Hillary Landon and her toddler baby booty. Yay! You
should vex that ass like a toddler and put it with the poise pad duty booty. Because you said at the beginning that you have an ass like a toddler and toddlers still wear diapers, so you've got like a duty booty, like a baby duty booty. With the, I mean, I don't know, the poise pad and the, pu- and the pooper. <laughs> I just, I'm just doing alliteration because it's fun. All right, um, the rest of our um, comics, it's so funny. I have no idea why nine comics who pre-signed aren't here yet, but we're going to let Lauren do her joke that she fucked up on. And, uh, yeah, everybody, Lauren Grout, yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you for bearing with me with this other room. Um, oh, thanks. Uh, why do we have to be afraid of God? Because God isn't God supposed to be all-loving and caring? And it, we respect God, certainly. Honor God, yes. But why do we have to be afraid of God? Because having fear in a relationship is just a r- recipe for disaster. Thou shalt have no other gods before me is fear. Oh, shit. I shouldn't be reading this. Be afraid, mortal. Be very afraid. What exactly does it mean before me when it says, thou shalt have no other gods before me? What does it mean? Does it mean like earlier? Does God let, like, not get up until 10 o'clock in the morning? Does there no other gods before me? You're on your own. I don't know. And is God that insecure, thinking that we won't care or we won't come back? That God doesn't like us? I mean, I have, I'm a neurotic mess, and I have more confidence than that. <laughs> Thank you. That's the end of that one. Can I do one? Can I do a joke? Uh, can I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. Thank you. I, I love thinking about what God does, and I have all the, I'm going to string together all my God jokes one day and have it just like an hour on God. And Oh, yeah, then, I, then I'll have a church. Yes, question? That's a good question. Why? What is devil's lettuce? <laughs> oh, shit, should I know that? Oh, oh, is it? Uh. Yeah? I never heard that. Uh-uh. Lettuce? lettuce. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Devil's lettuce. I'll remember that. I like that one. Uh, um, I was gonna just do a song. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The OCD song. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was singing this song on my way here tonight. Perhaps you know it. I like to count things in my head, because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, (laughs) where everything has a number to count, and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 
OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. All right, thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. Yay, Lauren Kraut. Oh, you made it. You made it. Everybody put your hands together. She made it. Oh my gosh, your hair's all curly. It's cute. You'd like you curled it today. Look at that. Everybody put your hands together for your next comedian, Denise Lee. The haircut lady was like, oh my gosh, you can go out after this. I was like, I'm going home <laughs> after this. Um, cool. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Um, okay, cool. So uh, my parents are, so I was born in America, but my parents are immigrants. Uh, so my parents are Buddhist, Chinese immigrants, and you know, very grateful that they came to America, right? So that I could have civil rights, like freedom of religion, freedom of speech. And then I started doing stand-up comedy, and they were like, not that much freedom of speech, you know? <laughs> like reel it in a little bit. Um, okay, so that was that was that. Uh, I uh, have you guys seen like those like big chunky shoes people wear? Basic like these, basically. <laughs> like 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 the like the shoes that look like uh, like white suburban dads from the '90s wear, right? So recently got a pair of those, right? And I have like this very fashionable fashionable friend, and she came up to me and she was like, "Oh, you're trying to get shoes that look like Drake's, right?" And I was like. Who's Drake? <laughs> I was like, does Drake also have plantar fasciitis? <laughs> like, that's why I got these. Maybe we have the same podiatrist or something, right? I don't know. Um, uh, I, I I do I do also really like the trend, the fashion trend of like baggy jeans, you know, um, because it's really comfortable. But my sister hates it. Like, I got lunch with her earlier, and she was like. Dude, like, those jeans make you look super sloppy. And I was like, we're in a Waffle House. <laughs> and I was like, it is a miracle I'm wearing clothes, you know? Like, this is elite here. And she was like, no, 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 I just mean, you know, like, wearing, like, baggy jeans just makes your butt look flat. Like, you don't want your butt to look flat. It's super unflattering. And I was like but my butt is flat, you know? Like, you can't just put on a pair of pants, like, turn, like, a slice of bread into, like, a dinner roll or something, right? It's not magic. Uh, I did start seeing a personal trainer recently uh, because I wanted to just become healthier, increase my self-esteem, turn my slice of bread into a dinner roll, you know, that kind of thing. I do not think it's going to work out. Our first session, my trainer was like, okay, we're going to have you lift heavy weights, so you can look strong and intimidating so nobody fucks with you. And I was like, but I want to be fucked with. You know, I was like, that's the whole reason we're here. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to look intimidating. I want to look accessible. Like, the goal is to be low-hanging fruit, you know? That is, that is what we're going for here. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm excited because I think we're past the point of the year where people are still doing New Year's, New Year's resolutions, right? A couple months ago, like, I had lunch with a friend, uh, one of those friends who wanted to eat healthy. And when I asked if she wanted to get dessert, she was like, no. Like, do you know what artificial sugar does to your body? It's super unhealthy. And I was like, yeah, okay. But we just did cocaine in the bathroom, <laughs> you know? Like, that was the appetizer. Like, I think sugar is fine here. 
I didn't actually do cocaine. I did watch her do it, like a sad-ass episode of Euphoria. But I think, like, generally, I just don't have the vibe of someone who regularly partakes in drug usage. You know, like, I don't think anyone's that surprised. Um, but, uh, like, the last time I took a weed edible, it just made me get really high and want to file my taxes without using TurboTax. You know, I was like, oh, I can do anything. I got pen and paper. Who cares? Apparently the IRS does, so things are great. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I work in an office job, and it's a lot more drama than you would think, right? Like, uh, recently, I got reported to HR. That was fun. Uh, I got reported for saying the word guys in meetings, like, hey, guys. Apparently, the word guys is uh, gendered and exclusionary. And so I'm doing my best now trying to be more gender neutral in support of my colleagues in meetings. So lately, I've been going into meetings and just saying, morning, assholes. <laughs> like Everyone has one. It's very gender neutral. OK, I've been Denise. Thank you so much. Yay, Denise. All right, your next comedian just showed up. I saw him outside. Clap your hands together for a JD. Yay. Damn, do you have a camera set up? How did you see me? Oh, damn. Okay. I'm glad they, I'm glad they see me. I'm not prepared for this. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's all good. How are you guys doing? You guys having a good, good night? Um, I'm having a pretty good year. Yeah, I've been, uh, been cooking a little bit more. I've been uh, using MSG also. So if you guys don't just want to stop Asian hate, you want to spread some Asian love, start cooking with MSG. Shit is delicious. So good. Uh, it turns out MSG just stands for mmm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody's seen me do that bit like a hundred times. It's, so, it's such a, it's great for my throat. It's, it's, I got a very congested throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fire, right? It's delicious. Every single time I do that bit, like every, all the Asian people in the crowd, crowd are like nodding and all the white people are like, oh, can I laugh? But uh, yeah, I mean, MSG was rumored to like cause cancer, right? And like, I don't know if you know this, but turmeric actually prevents cancer, right? Per but turmeric actually like tastes like cancer. It's so bad. But like MSG like tastes like meat. So I just eat ass now. This is all very confusing, you know? <laughs> Sprinkle a little bit of turmeric on it, you know? Pre-game <laughs> pre with some MSG, we're good to go. Yeah, uh, I am Asian, which is, it is cool. But uh, I also realized that I don't really think Indian people need to be grateful for like roles in movies anymore in Western movies because like they pass this up on Lord of the Rings and I'm like still a little buttered about that right that's like that's like casting mice for Ratatouille like what the you had the next best thing right I don't know I don't know because like if you think about it the story is like a short hairy Indian man oh sorry short hairy man <laughs> traveling far and hiding precious gold from the government okay that's straight up my dad's life story okay this is straight plagiarism somebody needs to get like Come on, you guys wouldn't have watched like Harold and Kumar escape from Mordor? Come on, man, that would have been so nice. You just uh, watched them like travel to Mount Doom, you know, and then struggle to leave Mount Doom because Sauron took their passports. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's way better, right? Lower the migrant workers. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, I uh, I'm not gay. Uh, I know the earrings kind of threw you guys off a little bit, but uh, I think I have a gay uncle. Like, he, he I don't think he he's not out of the closet yet, but like he spends a lot of time in the paint section at fucking Walmart, so <laughs> there's a few signs there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Very, very fond of the paint. But uh, 
Yeah, I think he's gay, but like I, I, he's not a very sexual person, right? So I was like, I was, I'm kind of confused. But then it hit me, not his dick. It just hit me. <laughs> it hit me like <laughs> he's like a frail, like conservative Indian man. So I, I would imagine he looks at gay sex a lot, like we look at all us adults look at like ice cream trucks, right? Because like if it like chases you down and like all the kids say it's okay, then every now and then can't hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give it a second. <laughs> I, I try to. I try. Like, that bit's too fast. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking about buying a gun, but you guys are doing a solid job of making me reconsider that. Because uh, are we a Second Amendment crowd? You guys like guns? No. For sure. For sure. Buying a gun is scary, though. Right? I understand why people go to Walmart. It makes it way less real. But uh, did you guys know you can 3D pr print guns now? That's pretty fire. That's pretty cool, right? I think these guns are like great because it's. Great for suicide specifically, like for preventing it, because like it would never happen, right? Because like you'd be like, I want to kill myself. Like I've planned to kill myself, but I can't find the last two screws, so I guess I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah, guns are like IKEA furniture now. That's fine, but I also think this is like how we get like the first Asian school shooter, right? Basically, that's that's the whole reason we got 3D printed guns. I mean, I, I can't think of another reason, right? Like, oh my God, Alex Lee, where did you get that gun? Like, don't worry, I just made it. <laughs> don't I, I brought all like oh fuck that up. I'm smiling too much. Sorry guys. You guys you guys are you guys are a good crowd. I appreciate it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave on that. Thank you. Have a nice night. The mic's a little sweaty, I'm sorry. Your next median just walked in the room, he's super funny. Uh here I'll do one joke just in between. Um why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah, put your hands together for your next comedian, John Gallagher. Thank you. I, uh, are you guys familiar with Ann Fong at all? Do you know who that is? So if you go around the mission over a couple streets, there's a, a billboard for a Vietnamese attorney named uh -huh. Ann Fong. Yeah, something goes wrong, you call Ann Fong. I mean, it's excellent. They're all over my neighborhood, and the other day I was walking around and I, like, uh, I was laughing because... I don't know how this happened, but somebody in a, in a neighborhood in Oakland uh, put up two Anne Fong billboards directly across the street from each other. <laughs> like Anne Fong is looking directly into a mirror, having like an existential <laughs> crisis, you know, like <laughs> something's wrong. Call Anne Fong, you know. It's like <laughs> who do who does Anne Fong call? It's amazing. It's like that. You ever hear a, a Pagliacci? You ever hear that that saying? You guys know what that is? That's uh yeah that's the one about uh so it's the saying about the the man he's really depressed he goes to the doctor right and the doctor's like he's like I'm I'm depressed doctor I'm gonna kill myself what do I do all these lists all the shit that's wrong with his life and the doctor goes we gotta go see the great clown Pagliacci he's hilarious he's like and then the guy cries he goes I'm Pagliacci you know it's like that billboard's like that but with a Vietnamese attorney you know it just makes you makes you really think what does Anne Fung get up to I uh, saw the Batman I liked it it was long three hours long. Batman, uh, they have to keep making him grittier, right? Like, eventually, because they have to keep making him darker. That's what they do every time. Like, you, you walk in this theater, it's like, this is the darkest one you've ever seen. It's like, Bruce Wayne was fingered this time. You're like, oh, God, what? No. And that's, and that's not what happened. I had a couple comics who were like, thanks for spoiling it. Do you think, you think Batman was fingered to start this PG-13 franchise? I'm not spoiling this movie for you. Yeah, I know. Some people, some people thought that was real. Can you believe that? They thought that Bruce Wayne was molested. He's not in this movie. It's a joke. I was, okay. Anyway, the world keeps turning. Uh, but so anyway, 
Fucking, uh, they have to make all the vil- villains easier too, or evil too, because like the Joker, Heath Ledger's was super evil. So they have the Riddler this time, and the Riddler is like just a man that asks annoying questions. You know, he's not that gritty. He's just an annoying person. He has the same power as like a five-year-old. You know what I mean? He's just like, figure this out. You're like, shut the fuck up, shut up, go to prison, you idiot. You're so annoying to me. And that's what he does. And then like uh, the thing I was laughing about is. In this movie, uh, there's a scene. This doesn't. This isn't ruin anything. Like, there's a scene where the Riddler's in a coffee shop, and the camera zooms into the coffee cup, and you see that the Riddler has drawn little foam art of a question mark. You know, because you're like, oh my god, this dude's so fucking evil. He learned how to make a question mark in foam. <laughs> how fucking diabolical is this guy? I mean, we've seen psycho killers, but this guy. Took a Starbucks barista job to kill everyone in Gotham? What a fucking psychotic motherfucker, dude. And you're sitting there, like, all the, I don't know, there's all the things about Starbucks workers, like, organizing. You're like, oh, that's why. That's the real issue, right? Nothing worse than a, a billionaire hating organized labor. That's why Bruce Wayne really doesn't like this guy. His coffee job. Just a little thought. Mad. Uh, fucking, uh,. I don't know. Something worth thinking about, dude. Does it blow your mind, man? What a fucking... I don't have too much other stuff to think about, man. I just got here in a little rush. Sorry. I uh, I live in I live uh, by a lake, and people are like, that's cool. And I'm like, it's in Oakland. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good. It's Lake Merritt. It's beautiful. But I was walking past it, and this man like on the side of the lake just goes, hmm, looks like your skateboarding days are over. <laughs> Like this, this day was good and now it's bad. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you. John Gallagher, everyone. We've got three comics left. They all just walked in the door. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Kelly Evans. Hey, everybody. How's it going? What's going on? Put that on record. What's up? You guys uh, do drugs? Everybody have done them? Well, yeah, right? Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking drugs. Yeah. Don't do them. They're bad. I did heroin. Okay, let's start off strong, shall we? Just kidding. It was Oxycontin. It was not as bad. It was It was bad. It was probably pretty bad. You ever seen Scared Straight, the show Scared Straight, right? Where they like try to... Uh, uh, prevent delinquent teens from doing drugs. I could have used that, you know. Like, basically, they take them to a prison uh, to be threatened by uh, grown felons and convicts with thinly veiled threats of butt fucking, you know. <laughs> like, you know, that's what they're talking about. But they're not saying it, but they're saying it. You're like, fucking grab my pocket. I'm like, all right, we know what's happening. Anyway, that's watching that show uh, as a kid. That's how I feel as an adult, like, when I see people doing drugs in the tenderloin. Because I'm like, maybe I'll do heroin again. And then I see some guy screaming into the abyss. Ah! I'm like, I'm good. I'm actually good. I think I'm good on heroin now. I <laughs> think this is the best scared straight program. Just moving to San Francisco has <laughs> done it for me. I was like, fuck, you've you got to walk everywhere. So you're super up close to it. <laughs> like, in Houston, I had to drive. So it was like, I just didn't see it until, you know. I was doing it, and now I'm like, okay, I see what happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas, and uh, which means I have uh, I have city family and I have country family. 
And my country family, I always shock. It surprises me, like, their point of view on things. Like, I told my uh, cousin that I got vaccinated, and her response was, You got vaccinated? Ain't you fancy? Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's a weird way to respond to that news, you know? She also thinks the fact that I um, uh, know all the dates in the months, you know, like 30, 31. She refers to that as book learning. (laughs) I was like, what? Okay. You're fucking dumb. Holy shit. Um, Yeah, but it's not, it's serious. It's not as bad. Like, my uncle actually feels like the vaccine, like, is a threat. He is legitimately terrified about it. He's constantly trying to warn me. He was like, when I first got vaccinated, he's like, shouldn't have done that, boy. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I have it on good authority that uh, vaccine, they're trying to sterilize you, man. You fucking idiot. I'm like, what? Authority. You work at Home Depot. What the fuck? Is it Carl and Lumber? Is that who's cracking the case on mRNA right now? What the fuck are you? F- you are an idiot. You know what his fucking source was? His authority was a website called uh, wakeupsheeple.com. Was his? <laughs> it was like, it's Alex Jones approved. I'm like, why are we talking at all right now? And, uh... Okay, I lied a little bit. That Actually, I made up that website. I did. That's not the actual name. It was a dumb enough website like that. Um, however, there is a wakeupsheeple.net, though. That is a real website. You should check it out. Uh, anyway, I don't have enough time to do the rest of that joke. So I'm just going to move on. Um, yeah, his, his argument against the vaccine was like, I am healthy. I don't need a vaccine, all right? I have God. And exercise to keep me strong. I was like, you get winded going upstairs and you eat 12 pounds of beef a day. So you are not healthy. What the fuck are you talking about? What are those that stand like I that's how we eat in Texas that I didn't realize that was not normal to eat that much meat or food in general until I was like 22. And I was like, wait, you guys don't have to lie in the fetal position after lunch every time you guys don't have to fucking just be blinded by pain every meal that's really all right that's fucking <laughs> you guys do it the way you want to i guess anyway all right that's my time thank you very much Christ. have a great night Kelly Evans, everyone we've got two comics left don't get comedy pneumonia clap your hands together for jason king yeah, give it up for kelly evans everybody <laughs> give it up for this room See, Kelly was talking about the vaccine, about people not wanting to take the vaccine. I don't write a joke about this, but I recently read an article about a man who took 90 vaccines. 90. Yeah, this guy needs to stop losing his card. Um, <laughs> if, 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 he, if he's like actually legitimately into it, I don't know why you do it now, like because the vaccine is only like like 37% effective. It's almost like he's in it for the side effects at this point, <laughs> you know. Like, the police dragged him out. He's like, no, I want to be sterile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. What did I want to talk about? I um, I was at a bar recently, and I saw a sign at the bar that said, strictly no elephants. Yeah, which uh, perplexed me quite a lot. Uh, because the word strictly implies that there was a more lenient elephant policy at some point in time. <laughs> like, at some point in the past, you'd walk in with an elephant, and then the guy would be like, Hey, I usually don't do this, but since this is a young adult pachyderm, I'll let it slide. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a weak joke. We'll try another one. Here we go. I uh, Apparently, there was an article that came out 
that said that uh, driving high it is, it has like no negligible change in in like people's safety. Um, I just want to know how they conducted that test. <laughs> you know, like they got a thousand people. They're like, here's some weed. Go drive. <laughs> like, could you imagine if that ended up bad? Right? Like they finished. Like, hey, uh, here's a report. Out of a thousand drivers. Deaths only amounted to 45,000. <laughs> All right, cool. That one's okay. I um, was watching Jerry Springer recently, um, and I watched this episode, you know, where this woman was yelling, like, yeah, it's his kid, it's his kid, whatever, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, like, the dude rolls out, and he's in a wheelchair, and I was like, he's probably not the father, <laughs> Right, and then they showed the kid on the screen. The kid was in a wheelchair, and I was like, "Definitely the father." <laughs> you know, unless this lady's like messing with a bunch of dudes in wheelchairs, and then they like test the wheelchair guy. Right, they're like, "You're negative," right? He starts doing wheelies or whatever, <laughs> and then some guy, <laughs> some guy pulls up in those like next level like uh, crutches, like, "I told you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, I think one thing that's interesting is that if you say a word enough, it just ends up in the dictionary. So I was reading the Oxford Dictionary today because I was like on a work call and it was very boring. And uh, I saw the, the word amazeball. Yeah, it even had etymology on it. It was like amazeballs, 21st century word derived from the word amazing and balls. <laughs> Right. Apparently, they they entered amazeballs into the dictionary in 2014, along with mansplaining, catfishing, and titties. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. I think I would think it was a bit delayed. D titties is a bit delayed. I'm just excited for the 2022 words, you know, because then you're gonna see bureaucracy, burglary, and bussin. I don't know if you know what bussin is, but the etymology is bussin. Hey, how's it going, Newman? <laughs> Give me bussin', a uh, 21st century word often used to describe food that makes you want to bust your load. <laughs> All right. Fine. All right, that's good enough. I'm peacing out. Have a good day. Jason King! I've never heard the term bustin'. I mean bustin', like bustin' a nut, but bustin', like bu bustin' a nut. I see. Okay. Etymology. Good stuff. Your last comedian of the night. Put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yeah, let's go, guys. Um, anybody here microdose? Yeah, I, li I like, I know, I, it depends on what I'm microdosing. Like, I love microdosing shrooms, acid, all that good stuff. But I've been microdosing sleep recently, and it's been a lot harder, you know? Microdose sleep today, and now I'm fucking here, so that's cool. Um, I don't know. I, I'm very poor right now. Like, I'm at a point in my life where my answer to the question, do you want fries with that? has the potential to like ruin my credit score yeah um i don't know man i feel like you can tell how bad the economy is based on the age gap between a woman and her boyfriend i feel like that takes a while for people to get i don't know maybe is it a good joke or is it just i don't know um i feel like women should use the period excuse more often you know because like if me and you had periods we would use that like all the time like, Will Smith came out after the Oscars and said, you know what, I just had period cramps. He'd be a hero. 
I don't have a lot of Indian friends. Cause I like feel special about myself. Fuck you, Ajayna. <laughs> Not my friend. Um, but me and my token Indian friend, we were talking recently. And he was like, Newman, I want to get in touch with Indian culture and stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, you should go for it. And the next time I met him, he had an Indian accent. He didn't have before. That was a very new thing. And I don't know, man. It's weird. I feel like having an Indian accent to be part of Indian culture is like playing Mario Kart to be part of Italian culture. Like, that's not not how that works. And um, I don't know. It was kind of bugged me that he was talking like that. So I asked him why he was doing that. And he said he was starting a yoga class, and he wanted to seem authentic to white people. And honestly, that's just great marketing right there. Like, if Ajay wasn't here right now, I would be doing an Indian accent right now. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but as an Indian person, Kumar from, like, the Harold and Kumar movies means a lot more to me than Kamala Harris. Like, like fuck the White House. I want to go to White Castle. Yeah, um... I don't know what else do I want to talk about. I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. You know what I mean? Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. I look pretty sure an alcoholic. I don't know what sign that is, but it can't, can't be good. I don't know. I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, astrology is going to be used like a legal defense. Like, there are going to be people in court. Like, you know what? My client killed eight people, but Mercury is in retrograde. He's a fire sign, that's just what happens, you know? I feel like Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist. You know what I mean? Like, she said she was going to fly over the Atlantic, and then she just didn't. You know how much ammo that gives me as a guy? Like, every time my girlfriend gets too ambitious... I'm just kidding, I don't have a girlfriend, so... I don't know what else. Um... I was um I was watching that show Intervention recently and there was a po- there was a part in that show where this woman was like an addiction is technically de- technically defined as when you do something so much you can't function normally anymore. It's like wow, that is a stupid definition. Cuz babies are sober all the time. They can't function normally. I think an addiction should be described as when you do something so much it becomes the most interesting thing about you. Like if you're at parties and you're being introduced like hey, this is my friend the ketamine guy, then yeah, you need help. All right, goodbye, guys. Newman Shake! All right, everybody, we did it! That's so great, and it's early enough that I still get to get another set in its slate, so thank you all. Thank you to our two real audience people that have souls. These two guys are not comedians, they're just people. Thank you for being here all night. Uh, and to all the comedians who hung out and, and performed, and Lauren, you're always so amazingly supportive. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for Joke Workshop, and tomorrow at 2 o'clock for Titans of Comedy at Atlas around the corner on 20th Street. Uh, bye! Yay! It's the bottom room.
are listening to The Gates of Delirium. This is episode number 25. We're listening to Dead Can Dance. We're listening to Dead Can Dance, a neo-gothic musical enterprise started in the 80s, blending all sorts of disparate musical elements into a lush tapestry. There it is, I get to say that again. A lush tapestry of sound. Once again, we'd like to thank Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred has never trousered a man without trousering his soul. Alfred brings truth with every pair of trousers he sells. Alfred will set you on the straight and narrow answer your deepest existential question. Rely on Alfred for the best in trousers and the meaning of life.